going on, dudes? Uh, Stick and Rink live on Sunday. What is it, Raph? May something. May 27th? What? This is going live? Yeah. No, this is going live. Today's the 23rd, not the 27th. And it's going live on the 24th, which is tomorrow. Easily got the day wrong. Easily the 27th. But we're live now. Episode drops tomorrow. Yeah. Um... And the stick and ring boys are back, minus a 250-pound milk bag. Uh, <laughs> but before we get started, let's talk about some DraftKings. DraftKings, proud sponsor of the Hockey Podcast Network. And daily betting, daily fantasy, take your lineup, draft your players, stay under the cap. At sign up, use promo code THPN. That is THPN on DraftKings, and then get, uh, what is it, $5 dollar entry? Yeah, I believe it's $5 entry. $5 entry. It's not like we've been plugging this thing for the last like three months. We probably know. Yeah. Uh, but when there's no script involved and you're just you're hitting it raw, you, know, <laughs> you just got to wing it once in a while. There's a reason uh, Elijah does this and not you and me. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then obviously, it'll make sure that you are legal to gamble your money away yeah. from your piggy bank or your student student loans, whatever whatever you bet from. And let's get to it. So, Ralphie. Josh. Let's go around the horn. Oh, wait. Yeah? There's only one person I can go to. How are ya? Oh, harder, baby. Buddy, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm chilling here. I just had some dinner recently. Grabbed some water. You and I decided to fucking plan an episode for once, as opposed to us just showing up like five ten minutes ahead of time and just diving right into it. Dude, I'm gonna give uh, us credit, man. We took yeah. probably forty five minutes to an hour to plan this episode, and it's kind of a banger right now. I'm not gonna lie. I think we've got some fun things that we. I feel like we just like you and me just ultimately want to catch up on. Like obviously we're gonna have hockey talk and all that kind of jazz, but I feel like. It's just like fun conversation that you and I have been wanting to have for weeks. Yeah, 100%. Weeks upon months, upon yeah. years. And I always, don't get me wrong, I love I love when the Big Easy is here, chilling with the yeah. boys. I love it. Um, but he's a simp right now. He's camping yeah. with his yeah. girlfriend. I don't know, dude. That that might be a yellow card. We might have to discuss that with him. Yellow card in front of episode. Where is he? He's out in what? Bridal Falls, I think it is? Yeah, something like that. I don't even know where that is. Is that in Hope? No, Bridal Falls is towards Squamish. I or actually no, you might be right. I'm thinking of uh Brandywine Falls. Right. Yeah. So Elijah's camping. He's out. Probably no cell reception. If he does have it, he's probably watching us call call him a simp. Um But yeah, so he's not here. And what we're gonna cover today, I guess, is there's some NHL talk. Yeah. There's some F one talk. Yeah. Huge F one guys now. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to round it off with some internet stories. And we're going to yeah. say goats and votes for Tuesday evening yeah. when we're live probably at around 8 or 9 o'clock. So, dude, news though, before we get into all that. Yeah. I am vaxxed, dude. You were vaccinated. I officially have the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Let's fucking go. Did you actually get Johnson & Johnson? No, I don't think so. What did you get? Moderna? Pfizer? I, no, fuck. Dude, you think I'm you think I'm a simp like Elijah? Dude, I got Pfizer. Come on. Yeah, Pfizer. I I got Pfizer. Pfizer's the goat. And dude, honestly, the process of actually getting everyone done was actually nuts. It was probably the most efficient operation I think I've ever been a part of. Really? Where did you Where did you get it done? Just like were you did you like pull in with your car? Or did you go to like a rec center or something and sit down? Uh, it, it's called the Anvil Center. It's on Columbia in New West, like right on waterfront there. Okay. Um. And yeah, so I ended up I ended up getting vaxxed, which was great. Um, and it took, dude, like I was in line, like my appointment was scheduled for one twenty. Yeah, I was gone by one forty three. Oh wow, good for you, just in like, and out, right? Like twenty three minutes, dude. Like it was it was actually nuts. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, and honestly, like they make you feel like a little thing. Uh piece of paper like if you have any yeah. allergies all that stuff you hand it in you go through the process have your bc services card 
and then that's it like that's all you need um yeah. and then you just sit in a chair you're in like your own little barrier between people and yeah. then that's it like it's very um i think they called it in terms of the setup they called it like the the stadium vaccine or something like that so it's like stadium seating where the, yeah, yeah or gymnasium gymnasium, gymnasium. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i was pumped so yeah. i'm vaxxed i'm waxed and we're ready, ready to, to party i'm ready dude. to party dude that's sick though that you had an appointment because like having an appointment makes the process so much more streamlined because you just you immediately get pushed to the front of the line past mm-hmm. everybody who's walking in mm-hmm. save yourself like an hour and a half of just standing doing fucking nothing waiting mm-hmm. uh to maybe get a vaccination and then you're just like immediately in and out like it's actually crazy yeah dude 100 like it's actually crazy so um yeah but dude josh's summer is looking up already yeah so that's good um you're vaxxed right yep yeah, I got vaccinated two and a half weeks ago or something like that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What'd you get? Pfizer? Pfizer. Good shit. Did you get any, did you get any like symptoms or sicknesses or anything? Dude, all, all I'm going to say is it felt like I went fucking shot for shot with Floyd Mayweather in my left arm, dude. It actually fucking hurt. Yeah, like, it sucks. Yes, it, it's still actually like when I, when I push on like where it actually was poked or where I was poked, yeah. it hurts. Like it, it's more so like irritating. Yeah. Um, but dude, the the that day and the day after, dude, fuck, I was dying. Really? Um, I just like my arm was on fire. Oh, uh, but yeah, you have to stretch it out. I know, I know. You were telling me that, and obviously, Josh being Josh didn't really listen. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so that's that. Um, Rafi. Joshua. We're a little banged up today, dude. Dude, we are in rough shape. You and me today. We're a little banged up. It's, uh, you know, I had some drinks. Leave it to fucking us to get, to show up hungover the one day that Elijah's not there to fucking help us out with the podcast. I know. I know. Like, like we're already putting at ourselves at a, at a disadvantage. And then now we're also showing up hungover. So it's just like added insult to injury. Dude, seriously. And yeah. Like Elijah's giving us the keys to the castle. Yeah. And we show up like this. He's like, yeah. all right, boys. Like, he's like that dad. That yes. dad that, you know, finally decides to trust his two sons. Yeah. And is like, okay, guys, like, I'm going to leave you to it. Make sure yeah. you mow the lawn, wash the car. And you can we wash the lawn, mow the car. And we're just <laughs> wrestling, playing Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all we're doing. There's a hole in the wall. 100%. That's pretty much what the comparison is right now. So, yeah. But we'll get it done just on our own timeline elijah so don't worry so if you're watching yeah. we're doing it we're doing it for you we're doing it for also you. if you're watching we're sorry in advance all right let's yes, continue yes exactly <laughs> um so dude i can't fucking Let, why don't we talk about how many ounces we had yesterday because i had quite a few yeah like, i'm convinced i probably had like 10 11 white claws yeah couple like easily a couple shots yeah I yacked because I'm a yeah. pussy. Um, I briefly saw yeah. you, and I think like 45 minutes in, you told me that you had thrown up before I'd gotten there. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's just like an immediate thing. I it felt pretty good, but um, the worst part was is like this is really disgusting. But yeah. I sneezed, and like a chunk of puke like came out of my shirt, <laughs> like and it landed on my hand, and I'm like I'm looking at this thing, and I get yeah. I, you, know, you know how it smells, right? Like, it smells I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I dude. look at it, I'm like Ugh. I'm like yeah, no, let's get that off there, and I just rubbed it into the garbage. But yeah, so white claws, tequila, yeah, uh, some fucking watermelon slushy shit, and there's definitely yard. rum. There's definitely yeah. rum as well. Yeah. Oh God. There's nothing worse than when you're already tapped out and someone's like, let's do some shots of rum. Yeah. And you're, you're like, no. At that <laughs> you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck is wrong with you right now? Yeah. It's 1030 at night. And we're shooting straight rum. Yeah. That's grody. So it's not it. Yeah. It's not it, but safe to say the white claw, uh, collection is depleting at a rapid rate, which is actually crazy. Yeah, we never uh, would have accounted for this. We don't know how it happened. Yeah, I know. I know. Josh. It's literally like the AMC stock, dude. It's just going down. It's just going down. Dude, I don't know if you remember this, but I think a couple of days, like we like a couple of days before we obviously went out, you were telling me you had this like really, really ambitious plan. And you're like, Yeah, dude, like I'm gonna be there for twelve hours. You're like, I'm gonna bring a twenty-four case of white claws. 
yeah. and your goal in the moment was to drink a white claw every half hour. Yeah. Do you think that was overly ambitious? Do you think that would have been realistic? Uh, no, no. I, I think, however, for the first like three hours, yeah. that's actually true. Oh wow, not bad. I, I was crushing two claws an hour. Um, then my mouth started to get a little hot. Yeah, uh, and that was nice. Started to dial it back a little bit from that point on. Uh, yeah, better, better slow down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the dude, white claws, they're dangerous, dude. They're still dangerous. Yeah. And I, I feel as if everyone else is kind of drinking like Trulies and shit. And I'm, yeah, I'm sticking to the goats, dude. I'm sticking to the lockdown, the lockdown drink of the summer of 2020, the good old dude. white claw seltzers. Can you confirm this for me? Do you think out of all of those like hard seltzers and whatever the fuck it is, like, White Claws, nudes, like let's say, like even like the Bud Light seltzers, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Do you think White Claws are the sweetest by far? Like that's I one thing I've those. noticed. Yeah, like White Claws definitely have to be the sweetest. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they there's even like neutrals and shit. Like White Claws are fucking. Yeah, but you know what? Flavorful. No, when, I, when I think of soda, especially like seltzer. Yeah. Like, I think of sweet drinks. Like I'm convinced still on like Twisted Teas and Ales. Yeah. And that's growers. Like, and that's not real. Yeah, ooh, growers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, growers is gnarly. Like, if you didn't drink a two liter of grape growers, yeah, in your parents' backyard in grade nine, were you even a teenager? Yeah, that's my question for you. I think that was kind of the beginning. My, what was your first like ever drink? Like what actual drink, like alcoholic drunk? drink. Like I got drunk off of uh, Bacardi Breezers. Which were oh, like wine coolers, and they were like yeah. peach, uh, like peach flavored. Fuck, they were so good, dude. Really? Then I merged into Palm Bay's. Yeah. I'm I'm all about the fruity drinks, dude. Dude, I think mine was the first drink I ever had was I think my grandpa slid me a gin and tonic. Oh, that's as a, a kid. That's it wasn't that bad. Like tonic water, I don't know. I kind of like tonic water, so it was super fine. But then yeah. after that, slowly it's like beer and whatnot. But Fuck. dude. Fucking yesterday, mm-hmm. I got smeared off ice before I showed up to see you guys. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I was like planning on taking an Uber to go meet you guys and everything. And it was going to be like all fine and dandy. Like I didn't have to worry about driving. Yeah. And I get fucking hit by a liter smeared off ice, like right before my Uber Wait, comes. Did like, you two- drink the full liter? Whole thing. You're before this, before. Dude, the Uber was there in like three minutes. I'm like, fuck, I got to drink this thing. Dude, you're and an just animal, like, bro. You're an dude. animal. Thank you. Worst decision. It started off my night on such a shitty foot because I think when I showed up with you guys, you guys were like, oh, like, let's start taking fucking shots and drinking. And I'm like, okay, sick. But um, I just, I like, I was like, I, I can't. Like, I want to, but I just crushed this thing in a few minutes. I got here, like, I had like 10 minutes ago and I'm here now. I'm like, I don't want to fucking take shots. Dude, what I, what I will say, and the one thing I will say about you, Raph, is of all of our friends, yeah. You're the one that rallies the hardest. You think? In my opinion. Yeah, because you're you're not afraid to just crack open a couple brews and just drink them yeah. like quickly, but you're not like flamboyant about it. Like you just catch up moderately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, fair. You, know, you you drink and then you assess and you're like, "Okay, am I am I with these guys?" Can I keep yeah, going. No. It's like, "Okay, crack another one." Okay, I'm going to drink yeah. own speed but at a quicker rate. And then you just go. And then as soon as you're level, like you don't try and out drink us. Yeah. But you just like, you put yourself on that level. And I feel like you're smart enough to know that when you came, we were not, we weren't starting to wind down, but we weren't drinking at a quick rate. Yeah. We drank at a quick rate, but not to like get to where we were, but to where we were going to be. Yeah. And that's like half hour. So I feel like you're yeah. clever in that. Because it's Dude. not easy to be that guy to show no. up. And be offered <laughs> shots after he just crushes a liter smearing off ice, says yes to the shot, yeah. and then proceeds to crack open a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, that's, a fucking, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know if you remember, but like, uh, what's it called? We were playing beer pong after. Yeah. And then. Uh, did we win a beer pong last night? We did. Yeah. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. <laughs> you and me around the table. But <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Like, a couple of our buddies, they went to go like take a shot because they lost or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sick. Uh, and then they pour, they make these like like tequila and like these like tequila shots. And they look really good. Oh, and then they drank them. God. And I just remember being like, can I can I have one? <laughs> just, <laughs> just for fun. And then, dude, they're fucking yep. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, here you go. Yeah, but I it was way that. too late. Like you know when you're like you know when like you're drunk and you're tired and you're like 
slowly sobering up, but your body's like really exhausted. And then you have another drink and it puts you in this like weird position. Yes. Where it's like, you're kind of like turning up, but you're also like winding down at the same time. That's kind of what happened then after I took that, it was not good. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, but anyways. I guess the moral of the story is we were both pretty hungover today. Dude. Yeah. I, it, it hit us pretty hard. I don't know about you do, but I woke up and I was, I wasn't rough shape. I didn't puke or anything. Neither did I. I just, I woke up today thinking just Jesus, fuck. Someone just yeah. kill me now. And we can't it, do it anymore. We can't party like we used to. Dude, we can't. Yeah, we can't party like we're in the early no. 20s, dude. We're in our mid 20s now. We're yeah. mature. We're yeah. mature gentlemen. I think we can, like, I think back to back days, like bender days, we can maybe do two, maybe a third. No more. What? We can't do, I can't, I don't, I, I don't know about you. I can't do more than three days in a row partying. Dude, all I'm saying though is you look at all the boys saying, hey, when COVID's done, we're going to Scottsdale, we're going to go to Vegas. Dude, I'm going to die. I'm going to be sober. <laughs> I'm going to, like, for every fucking hey, y'all, I'm going to yug. I'm going to have a liter of water right next to me. Yeah. And, yeah, actually. And I think today was one of my, not a, not a, the worst hangover, but definitely one of the worst ones because, like, not only was I heavily drinking throughout yeah. the whole day, but I was also outside in the hot fucking mm. sun. And that's yeah. a tough sell. Oh, that'll do it for sure. Yeah. That's so, definitely a tough one. But my tolerance, though, is still there. My tolerance is money. You think so? Yes. Yeah. The tolerance is pretty good. I mean, you just keep going. You're also one of those people, too, where it's like, like we talked about it again earlier, like you pulled trigger, like you're known for that. Like, you know that when you get too drunk, it's like, if you want to feel better, you know exactly what you have to do. Yeah. And you can bounce back and then you can keep going after that. Yeah. I'm surprised, yeah. dude. Cause like after that first white claw, after I, after I yacked, I could, I could just feel the vodka mixing with, uh, with the residue of the vom in my mouth, which was, that was a tough one. Uh, really it does not tough. sound good at all. Exactly. So, um, other than that, I mean, should we jump in here? Like, to yeah, let's go for it. Where you're silent and I'm talking. So, I will try to contribute as much as I can. <laughs> I like that. So, NHL talk. We are in the heart of the first round of the NHL playoffs. And safe to say, well, there's been some, there's, there was an elimination game today. Washington, right? The Colorado Avalanche. Oh. And actually, there were two, now that you mentioned that. The Boston Bruins have officially eliminated the Washington Capitals in five games. That's a shout because I had the caps in six. So that's brutal. Um, as we speak right now, the Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton Oilers are going to the first overtime tied at four. So I was watching this game route. That's why I was late to the recording. Yeah. Um, so to put this into perspective, I watched the last 10 and a half minutes of the third period. Edmonton was up 4-1. They are oh, now wow. going into overtime. Winnipeg oh, wow. scored three goals in probably seven minutes. They're not going down without a fight, eh? Dude, Winnipeg is up 2 nothing in the series. Oh, wow. Good for that. So it's, it's Edmonton. And I'm telling you right now that this is the TSN turning point here. If Winnipeg wins this game, you're yeah. done. Like Edmonton, is, you're not coming back. You're not good enough. And here's kind of the best part I like about this is I had Edmonton winning this series in seven games. And yeah. Didn't you also have Edmonton as a Stanley cup favorite as well? Yeah. Well, I'll get to that because (laughs) boy, Elijah had a lot, uh, had Edmonton actually winning the cup. Oh, wow. This year. And they're about, well, depends if Winnipeg wins this game, they're a game away from getting bounced in the first round. And yeah, fucking Elijah had them winning the Stanley Cup. So that's a tough look for Elijah, and he's not really there to defend himself. Elijah but just can't like things. Whenever he like likes a specific team, they just lose. He can't do it, dude. He can't no. do it yet. He's our biggest betting gambling friend with DraftKings. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of ironic. Um, so that's that's happening as we speak. So that's an interesting series. And, dude, the I'll hand it to Winnipeg, dude. They are relentless. Yeah, I did not think Winnipeg was going to be 
I knew they were going to do well this year, but to where they're at now, they're they're playing really well. Are they playing like a really physical game against Edmonton, or are they just kind of matching their speed instead? What are they doing? Pretty physical. I mean, like I've said this before, when you're going up against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you have to be comfortable with them getting on the score sheet. You yeah. can't let them just blow it up because you're easily going to lose at that point. But yeah. it's you have to be okay with them probably one person getting a goal or one getting like a couple assists. Like that's going to happen. They're going to get on the score sheet somehow, yeah. um, but you need to limit that. So, I mean, I haven't looked at how those four goals were scored for Edmonton today. I assume it's some of them, um, but yeah, so that game going to first overtime. And then the one that I am very confident about, dude, and I called this series was Colorado sweeping, get the brooms out, sweep the brooms. The Louis Blues, baby. I called that series. I said Colorado in four. St. Louis is not going to win a game. Yeah. See you later, St. Louis. Have a good summer on the golf course. We'll see you in October. Thanks for fucking coming. That's um, tough, getting swept in the first round. It was tough. It's uh, It was tough. So, Colorado, dude, this team is nasty. Yeah. And they are so fucking quick. Yeah. Rubauer is playing out of his mind in net right now. Kale McCarr is just literally what I aspire to be in a hockey player. Yeah. He is so good. He is so good. And I know that we're a Vancouver podcast, but when I watch Kale McCarr play, there can't be a doubt in my mind that Kale McCarr is, I would say, better than Quinn Hughes. You think I so? Just, dude, this guy's so nasty. He's yeah. So, he's not bad. He's so nasty. Um, I'm, and again, like he has the supporting cast around him to help him, yeah. uh, on a team like Colorado, but you know, so does Quinn Hughes, but I look at the years that they both had and where they're at in their careers, they're mm-hmm. same age. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm loving what Colorado's doing. I have them winning the cup. So I like how they swept in the first round. That's four quick games. Take, take some, take a few days off and wait for the everybody to recover. Yeah. For the Vegas well, and Minnesota series to finish up. Hopefully those two teams bring themselves out because I'd also really like to see Colorado progress a little bit. But, dude, do you want to touch on, speaking because we're, we're talking about uh, Colorado, Nazi do you want to touch on the, yeah, you want to talk about the hit? Let's talk about it. So on, I don't know what game it was. I think it was the last, not the elimination game. Maybe it was game two three. Games I think it was great. game three, wasn't it? Could have been game three. I think you're right about that. Two so, or three. Uh, Nazem Kadri, fucking, he smoked. Yeah, Justin Falk smoked him yeah. in the head. Uh, it was an open ice hit. The elbow came up. It mm-hmm. seemed as if there was no intent to get the puck. And now he got dropped an eight-game suspension from the NHL player safety's office. And when I look at that, people are calling for Kadri's head and you know mm-hmm. kicked out of the league, like very much Tom Wilson treatment, very much yes. so. Yeah. Um. Now, the one thing that I will say is I guess people people aren't necessarily denying that the hit was bad, but mm-hmm. fans being fans, the, the verdict is never going to be 100% approved by fans or the team. Yeah, someone's always going to be upset. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't like it. However, the rule of thumb usually is if that, if that happened and – uh, in a regular season, like a full 82-game season, Kadri probably would have gone like 15 games. Yeah, but because it's a playoff push. 15 to 20. Yeah. However, normally if that hit is in the playoffs, usually that hit is pegged as like a 2-3 to three game. The fact mm-hmm. that this guy got 8 is fucking crazy to me. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it because he yeah. has a really bad history. Yeah. Um, he essentially got Toronto eliminated from the playoffs in 2016, I want to say, uh, for taking a cheap shot at Jake DeBrusque. And he got three games for that, which essentially he was so effective in that series, it essentially costed Toronto that series. Yeah. Um, and he's a big part of that team. And and I, so when you see eight games, that's nuts to me. That is yeah. huge for the playoffs because now he still has to serve another six. So. Yeah. So even if, even if he Colorado, could miss an entire series, he could miss an entire series, and yeah. he would be there only for Game Seven, yeah, for next round. That's the only way that this this way goes. Now, I've read an article. 
came out an hour ago before we started recording, he's appealing the suspension. Now, I don't really know the process of what goes in to appealing a suspension. You know, yeah. so basically what that means is he's trying to get his games reduced. He's yeah. probably going to go from, he's already served two of them. Uh, he's already served two games. So he, he has actually, six left. He actually only has six left, um, which again, isn't bad. Um, so could you he, imagine if this is like a parking ticket and if you just, you appeal it and they just deny you anyways, and it just like gives you, you basically have to pay the full fine. Like you have to redo the eight games suspension. Like that would suck. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, I don't think, yeah. They would never like reinstate the eight games. Yeah. I think he's trying to get a reduction on the six. The yeah. most I see happening is he gets one game reduced, and they reduce the remaining suspension down to five games. Um, yeah, nothing and, any more substantial. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, regardless like of rest or anything like that, Kadri is missing five games, six games, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. um, and. I like Kadri. I really do. I think he's such an effective player. He's such, you know what he is? He is a, he is a modern day Ryan Kessler. As a great okay. two way center yeah. that plays physical, that can piss off the other team. Yeah. But he, but he walks a fine line. He, he, well, if I'm permitted, I guess it's a pun. He, he literally skates on thin ice, dude. He yeah. skates on thin ice a lot of the time. He does not play. He, he plays a chippy game. He's a Matthew Kachuk. He's a Max Domi. He's a mm-hmm. Tom Wilson. Like, that's what Kadri is. Um, you know, so as a, you know, as a fan for that team, you love him. <laughs> but if he hurts one of your guys, you're probably pissed off. Yeah. And I think Justin Falk actually played today. I think I saw him on the ice. So he wasn't nice. out for too long. Um, but we can jump into the next hit. Well, uh, one thing I was going to really quickly say, though, with... Yeah. I guess this might be kind of segueing into what you're also saying, but it's like that hit was like the way that Falk was laying on the ground on the ice was pretty reminiscent of the Tavares hit. Yeah. So why don't we? Okay. So let's touch on that. So John Tavares game one. Yeah. Just freak accident. Yeah. Basically, what happened for people that didn't see it? Was, There's no way you could actually like script this in any way. Yeah. John John Tavares was, I guess, forechecking. Uh, and he ended up, he ended up tripping over a Habs player and he went down on the ground and before he could get out of the way, Corey Perry came fucking flying out of the zone. His knee hit Tavares' head. Yeah. Tavares was later stretchered off. Now people saying, and I think like 99% of the hockey community agrees with me, but for that 1%, fuck you. Because if you think that this was an intentional hit, you were out in left field. There's Hawks no way it was a fast-paced game. Plus, Corey Perry knows John Tavares. They are good yeah. friends. They are former Olympic teammates. Yeah. They know each other very well. And obviously, yes, Corey Perry kind of doesn't always have the best history for sure. I understand that, but this was not a dirty play. That was just a freak accident. And when you have guys fucking skating 28 kilometers an hour out of their zone, yeah. And you know, and you can see Perry tried to jump out of the way and he didn't jump high enough because his knee came up and hit Tavares. So, yeah. and later on, uh, Nick Felino ended up dropping the gloves with Perry and that was to squash everything that was there. The players held Perry accountable, even though Perry didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It was Felino sticking up for his teammate. Perry answered the bell as he should. And that was it. And everything is squashed. And then later on that night, Nick Felino was asked about the fight with Corey Perry. And he said, let's get something straight. That was an accident. So the other team is essentially letting Perry off the hook um, because he fought and everyone realized it was was an accident. So, which is good because that's a classy move. Like that could definitely be spun in a really, really terrible way, but like that's the appropriate way to handle it. And I think what it does as well is had Perry not answered the bell or had, um, you know, even if it was an accident, but had Perry not answered the bell, there is justice that has not been served on the ice. And what yeah. that does is that leaves more players vulnerable to just cheap shots. Not saying that they're going to be out fucking head hunting or anything like that, but it just makes this series a little bit more chippy. Yes. Um, now, I guess the other side of all this is, Toronto lost their captain. 
Um, and judging by game two, it didn't really look like they needed them because Toronto smoked Montreal 5-1. Um, yeah. So there's that. But, you know, John Tavares is – he's an effective player. He's hes the captain. He's one of the best players on that team. Um, and if Toronto is going to go far in the playoffs, I think losing Tavares, he's done for the year for sure. Yeah. I think he got cleared out of hospital. He's what he's not, he's uh, what's it called out indefinitely. I think they said was the last thing. So I think the biggest thing with this is that just that really hurt Toronto's chances of winning the cup. I think it's still doable. It's doable, but it's going to be that much harder because now you don't have a key power play member. You lost Mm. your, you lost your captain. You lost your second line center. And yeah. that puts a lot more pressure on Austin Matthews to deliver because now yeah. you don't have a second line. Um, so there's that. Anyways, do you have anything else on Johnny T? No, I'm all good. I was going to say, I think, should we move into the, uh, what's it called? The Travis Green extension? Mm-hmm. So Canucks Conditional talk. two years. Canucks talk. Travis Green, here for another two years. In the words of the Philadelphia 76ers, he's trusting the process. He is back. The Aquilinis are bringing back Travis Green. I am not mad about it. I actually really like it. Um, yeah. You know, I like Travis Green. He seems like a very much uh, player coach. Um, you know, I think he's got a good thing going with his team and with his players. Um, you know, I, you know, I think it's it's always nice to have your. It's always nice to have a solidified coach when you're still kind of developing your core and seeing what this team is really made of and mm-hmm. still trying to get them into the playoffs. You know, I, I find it hard um, for teams to adjust to a new coach, especially with young players and a young captain. So, yeah. And I think one thing I will say and what I will compare is someone, a team like Calgary, who's dealt with so many head coaches in the past and good players like Sean Monahan and Johnny Gaudreau have not actually – Holy shit! Have not actually been as fortunate. That was a gnarly voice crack, Raph. That's a good one. I Wait, like that, one. that out. Like, can you nope. like take my tone? Yeah, live now. <laughs> I'll just isolate the clip and run it back a few times. Yeah, there you go. Love that. Um, yeah. So when I look at Calgary, I I look at you know very limited coaching stability, um, mm. and you know Vancouver's been pretty fortunate. I mean. If I if I am correct, their last couple coaches, their last one was Torts, I want to say, yep. and before Torts, it was Elaine Vigneault, and and that's yep. all they've had since their cup run, pretty much. So 2010. There's, there's definitely been some coaching stability in the Canucks organization, and I like how they stick to that. Whereas you know someone like Calgary, who originally had some pretty similar makeup to the Canucks. Um, you know, haven't really stuck to that. And you look at where yeah. both teams are. Now, obviously, Vancouver is dead last, but I would definitely prefer the Canucks situation over um, over Calgary's for sure. So I'm happy about it. Um, I'm glad he's back. I think there's definitely some progress to be made there for sure. Obviously, Flash yeah. would always say the power play needs to get better. That's a huge one. Um, yeah. The penalty kill can definitely improve. But you know, you know your locker room and you know the players that you're going to get. And obviously, Travis Green does have a good say in what players are going to be signed, which ones are going to be leaving, mm-hmm. um, opposed to having a coach come in who potentially replaces Green and is looking at it from fresh eyes, which can obviously yeah. be good or bad, depending on which way you look at it. Yeah, well, I think like just like with anything, whenever you get brought into a situation like that, like you want to have as much time as possible to work with your team right like develop them let them grow understand them that kind of deal right so you have a situation like calgary where you keep having a very high turnover in coaches it's like you're not going to have coaching stability and then your team is not going to be able to adapt to one specific kind of place now they're going to keep trying to switch things up and then they're suddenly going to start losing a synergy that they might have you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of i agree with you it was really nice seeing him come back for at least another couple years and I don't know. Like, I, like I was just quickly looking, uh, looking up some stuff on him recently, and he's also betting on himself to what's it called to get the connection to the playoffs next season. So hopefully, we do see that come to fruition. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Definitely exciting. Right. So, I think in terms of hockey talks, so we've discussed Kadri. We've got Perry out of the way. Yeah. The abs are done. Uh, Preds. 
the, the last thing I will say, we can move on here, is Nashville Predators, man. They tied it up in the series. Uh, really? They ended up beating Carolina in overtime in back-to-back games to tie the yep. series up at two. Turning yep. out to be a really good series. And, dude, Nashville is fully open right now, and their fans really? are fucking nuts. Nashville has always been a crazy hockey market somehow. And yeah. that building was loud as fuck. And speaking of which, breaking fucking news, Winnipeg just scored the OT winner. No way. 3 nothing in the series. Fucking thanks for coming, Connor McDaddy. Thanks for coming oh. to watch me. Your season is done. See That's you fucking tough. later. It's not That's so yet fucking done. tough. one more game, but Edmonton needs to win four straight. That you is, Edmonton... Dude, That's you think fuck. they can reverse sweep it? You think they can do it? Dude, I think you have to look at the record for that. Yeah. Uh, what's the record for teams coming back? Like, even in all of, like, major sports, like, even in baseball, hockey, yeah. basketball, it is not a lot, dude. Dude, I am calling it right now. I think if they win, if Edmonton wins the next two games, I think they're reverse sweeping Winnipeg. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it could be done. I mean... Two games is all you need because then they'll start snowballing. Winnipeg's going to start panicking and then Edmonton's going to have that motivation, that confidence that they need to push through the next two games. Yeah. One thing I will say about this game is typical fucking Edmonton. And Edmonton <laughs> fans, you are not going to get any remorse from me here. That is brutal. You guys had a 4-1 lead with 10 yeah. minutes to go in the game and you lose 5-4 in overtime. That is just unacceptable. That is unacceptable. You do not deserve to win a series. If you're gonna play that, <laughs> move on. But if you um, reverse sweep, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, the comeback kids. Um, okay, F1. Haven't discussed F1. F1 in a while. I don't know why. Uh, I haven't really been asking Elijah if he's been watching Drive to Survive. I still feel like he should be, but he's not. Um, so Dude, I was thinking about starting Drive to Survive the other day. Yeah, I know, but you're not gonna finish it. But if you do, it's gonna I'm be gonna- tough. There's yeah. well, I, it's on it's on deck. I have like two TV series on deck right now. I have, uh, I guess three. I have Night on Earth, Drive to Survive, and Creep Show. Good show. So which whichever one comes first. Love that. I'm down. I'm down. So if you do watch it, let me know, and we'll talk about it, and I'll get really excited. I'm in. Um, okay, F1, Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. Fuck man, probably the most luxurious race that they have on the F1 calendar. It's where all the rich yeah. people go in Monte Carlo. Uh, there were some fans in the stands. Um, dude, what a fucking race. So I'm just going to read out. Yeah. Some, I'm going to read out some headlines here. Okay. Okay. Lots of headlines. Well, the first one is yesterday. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari ended yeah. up taking pole position to start first in the race. Yes. He then proceeded to crash his car in qualifying. Yep. And, Pretty sure he fucked up his gearbox. So then, on the o- on the formation lap today, mm-hmm. his gearbox failed, and he had to retire from the race before. Oh even- fuck! So he got him. And the way that Monaco works for people that don't know, it's a very narrow street circuit, and passing very windy. Is, yeah, windy as well. And passing is pretty much impossible. You can't yeah. pass in Monaco. It is literally not doable. Yeah. So. If you that's why qualifying is such an important part in this race because the overtakes are so limited. So if you qualify in one and you have a good start off the line, chances are you're going to win that race. Yeah. Now, our boy Max Verstappen qualified in second place. Yeah. So when Leclerc had to retire, Verstappen took the number one seed. He had the number one position. So Verstappen won. And Lewis Hamilton, the rival, the guy that's leading in the Drivers' Championship, finished seventh. Oh, that, that puts up. Does that put Verstappen above? Verstappen is in the lead. He's up by four points in the Drivers' nice. Championship, and this shit is actually starting to come down to the wire. Now, that's obviously, it's, it's still a long season. Monaco is probably only a third of the way. Yeah. Um, but you look at where Red Bull is. And holy shit, dude, I think I might say it. I think Max is actually going to win the driver's title this year. I truly believe that. He deserves uh, it. He deserves He's a great driver. 100%. So that's one headline. Then Valtteri Bottas, who was Hamilton's teammate, had a did not finish, a DNF. Oh. 
So there was a pit stop today. The front right tire, dude, apparently it just would not come off. Like it was just attached to the car. There was something, there was a bolt or something that couldn't, he was in the pits for 45 seconds. They yeah. still couldn't get it and yeah. they just retired him. Wow. So now in the constructors championship, so for the constructors, so driver's championship is individual points. Mm -hmm. Constructors is the two driver's points put together. Yeah. Essentially team points. Red Bull has now passed Mercedes in the constructors championship because Verstappen came first, obviously. Yeah. And Perez, uh, Sergio Perez finished fourth. Nice. So really good points for Red Bull. I'm rooting against uh, Mercedes. I'm sorry. They've just been on top for too long. Yeah. Um, Who are the other two uh, podium finishes in Monaco? Yes, I should probably say that. Carlos Sainz for Ferrari ended up yeah. actually coming up huge. He ended up coming second. And Lando Norris for McLaren ended up yeah. coming third. So that's huge. And when you look up at the table, the battle for third is – the battle for first and second is crazy – and mm -hmm. so is the battle for third, third and fourth because it's Red Bull and Mercedes going toe to toe this year, as they always have been. And now it's Mercedes, or sorry, now it's McLaren, McLaren. Ferrari going for wow. third, which is huge. So, I mean, there's, it, it's definitely like new world for first and second, and then yeah. old rival of Ferrari and McLaren. That's like I was gonna old, say, yeah, that goes back to like the seventies, man. So yeah. this season is crazy. I'm I'm pumped. So can't wait. How many races are left? Uh, I know a lot. There's probably 13. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, there's obviously still a lot of points to be given out, but yeah. nonetheless, it's uh, it's pretty good. So I'm excited. Uh, next up is Baku, which is another street circuit. So we will see how that goes. Cool. How's that? Uh, how's Renault doing throughout this whole thing? Are they just absolutely shitting the better? Or are they still uh, racing okay? Well, Renault was bought out by Alpine or okay. Alpine Racing, and they're not doing too hot. They're pretty. No. They're pretty. They're pretty shit right now. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, and so is, uh, <laughs> so is Aston Martin. Like, it's very interesting that this year. Yeah. It's like you're really good or you're really bad. Really, um, there's definitely some points to be had, though, for sure. We always talk about this. This wasn't the first year that they had a salary cap, was it? I forget what the cap was, but I'm pretty sure this was the first year. Yes, it was like three hundred thousand, I think, for cars, or like one hundred twenty-five thousand or something uh, like that. It was one or the other. I think it was in the millions, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's. I oh, think it's, it's definitely in the millions. I think it was like thirty million, something like that was the cap, but. Yeah, so lots of stuff going on right now. 145 million, sorry. 145 million, which is huge when you consider that Ferrari and Mercedes spend like four upwards of the 400 millions yeah. on their cars. Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins, from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And let's go Pens. So, okay, shall we move on? Sure. What are you thinking? Internet, what do you want to do next? Internet stories, dude. It's going to be a short epi. We're almost at the end. I guess so, we don't have Elijah to fill in all the awkward pauses, just like random stories. And yeah, 100%, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we're just more efficient this way. We um, are absolutely more efficient. So, we're on a deadline. I know. Okay, I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to let you go with your internet story. Cool. So let me know. My internet story... Is something that I'm very excited about and I feel like is being glazed over in this world right now, which is kind of upsetting. But Obama has kind of indirectly said that there are UFOs or objects that are flying around in the sky that we have no idea what they are. Oh, baby. And I'm so fucking excited on this. Like, it's obviously kind of scary, but I personally think that the concept of like, let's say like in this giant fucking ever expanding universe, if we're the only people who are there, I yeah. think that's more scary than if there's other races who might be more technologically advanced than us. Yes. You know what I mean? The I concept like of loneliness is that much worse, but dude, there was like, it, it was an interesting thing. Like he was saying a lot of interesting things. And like one thing that they even talked about is they talked to a Navy pilot uh, who said he'd basically seen one of these unidentified phenomenons, like flying around in the sky. Yeah. And that he's basically like, yeah, it kind of like, happened almost every day for a couple of years 
where you'd see something weird. Oh shit! So, I mean, there's like, yeah, it's it's really weird. And then uh, what's it called? Uh, this is this is a quote from Obama saying, "What is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain how they move or their trajectory." Interesting. Yeah. Well, like, that's okay. kind of fucking sick. The news, dude. Yeah. Man, like that's wild. And see this guy is still fucking breaking headlines. I love. Yeah. It. Now, okay, I don't want to like whip out like my fucking tinfoil hat or anything too soon but as a kid i remember i was growing up i think i was probably in like fifth or sixth grade and i was like outside playing with my friends late at night clear sky you could see all the stars everything was beautiful i shit you not me and my buddy were standing outside and we saw a star something that looked like a star like a really really bright one that was moving in a way that it shouldn't have moved interesting and i'm saying like dude like you know when you see like a plane like fly across the sky in like a linear trajectory right yeah this one was like it was like moving in like random ways, almost kind of like 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 a, like let's say like like the shape of like a rhombus. Okay. Sometimes like varying the angles in which direction it go in. Yeah. But it also speed up and slow down in really interesting ways. Wild. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't a consistent speed that it was moving at. It was always different. It was really really fucking weird. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I've never had I've never had like a a run in with that type of shit. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, for people to say that, like, aliens don't exist, yeah, sure, I think there's an argument that could be said with that. Yeah. However, I think you're naive if you think that of all the shit that's out in the universe, there's not some type of life form. Now, obviously not human, but something with, you know, that is similar to a brain or something that is similar to, like, a, you know, like a a body or a structure. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. And like, there's obviously something out there. If you have an area like area 51 or yeah. you have, you know, the CIA or you have yeah. uh, the KGB, like just fucking hiding secrets. Like there's shit out there for sure. And I've yeah. always wondered like, what level of security do you have to have? What clearance do you have to have in the U S government to know that shit? Dude, so the thing, so another quote, it's funny that you bring up like the CIA and like, and everything. There's, uh, what's it called? There's a quote from this guy who's, I can't, I can't remember, it doesn't say his full name, and it just refers to him as Carlson. Um, but he says like, the Pentagon admits it doesn't know what in the world this is. And he's like, from a national security perspective, this is a very big problem. Fuck. Like, that's nuts. That's actually fucking crazy, dude. I love it. I wonder when yeah. that day comes and when, and I wonder what it's like. What do you mean? Like, what happens when we discover something and you're like, dude, like we caught it, or you shoot it, so you shoot something down. Yeah. You look and you're like, fuck, like that's a thing, dude. Or the point where it's like you start taking it apart and dissecting it. Mm-hmm. Let's say like this, like flying object or whatever, and you start like understanding how it works, and then you start replicating it, so you have your own now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, that's like that. wild. I like that thought. Yeah. Um, Massive jump in technology. Love it. Okay, my internet story, dude. Yeah. It's a sports one. Okay. Come on down. Yeah. But it happened today. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Phil the Thrill won the PGA Championship today. That is huge. He is officially the oldest individual to win the PGA, right? Don't steal my thunder. Sorry. He's the oldest PGA winner. Um, and the fact that it's a major as yeah. well, that's fucking crazy. So here's another fact for you. He is the only, only athlete of NFL, NHL, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball to win in the last four decades. Oh, really? He's the only guy, only athlete. Once, once a decade for four decades? Yeah. How old is he? He's 50. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really won, good for him. So he won really young on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Obviously. And then, like, because he started to come out in, like, I want to say, like, the late 80s. Yeah. And I think, or maybe, like, early 90s. Um, but yeah. So Phil Mickelson, the fan, the fan favorite, man, this guy continuously gets it done. And, 
I love it. I love how yeah. some of these golfers, like, they do not age. Because yeah. you have Tiger Woods here, but Phil Mickelson was right there. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously a little bit older, but, yeah, what, what a fucking story. I think that's absolutely crazy for a guy his it's... age to still get it done. Yeah, like, good for him. He also plays a very, like, entertaining style of golf. Yeah, absolutely. Like, over the years, like, the shots that he's tried and, like, the plays that he's attempted, it's like... It's not, it's, they're not the most practical sometimes, but it's like, no. it's fun to watch. It's fun to see if he'll do it. You know what I mean? And I think as well, like he's just very well liked in the yeah. PGA community. Like if you're a golf fan, I've never yeah. heard anyone say, Oh, I don't like Phil, Phil Mickelson. You know, he's just not that guy. I mean, it's, it's hard to dislike certain golfers. I mean, like if they cheat, then yeah, sure. Like, and they get caught cheating. I could see yeah. that, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's unreal. And uh, for a guy to achieve that feat, to win in every decade in the last four decades is crazy. That is oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah. Um, do you think Do you think he's going to retire anytime soon, or do you think he's still going to play for a little bit? No, he's still going to go. I mean, whether or not he stays on the PGA Tour is up yeah. to date, but he definitely could go on the Champions Tour, which is like pretty much like the retirement savings plan for for <laughs> you guys. That's sick. I think you should do that. I, I, I like what's what's the average age you think for a golfer like of his caliber to retire. Like from the PGA or just in general? Just in general, let's say. Oh, dude. Like, like from the. Okay, let's say PGA as well. Let's say both. I would say that most PGA Tour guys leave when they're like 50, 55. Like that's, and then you start to, and then you start to go on the Champions Tour. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nuts. Like, I, I thought about this win today and thought to myself, dude, like, this is you losing to your grandpa in golf. Yeah. You know, it's like you might have the power, you might have the swing speed, yet, you know. He's just so much more technical. He's just so technical and probably just in such a better mind mindset than yeah. you. And yeah. he he's just, seen it all. <laughs> he's seen it all, man. Um, so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was crazy to see that. Um, I love Phil. I think he deserves it. And yeah. yeah, it's great. So dude, do we have anything else? I don't know, dude. I don't think so. Fuck, I think that's it, man. I feel like we should just talk about random shit until we hit the hour mark. We haven't done an episode under an hour in ages. God. All right. Well, if you have an idea, I'm all ears. Dude, I got nothing. I don't have any more internet stories or anything. <laughs> Sick, dude. Good talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, then let's wrap. So, yeah. as always, episode 47 brought to you 48. by... 48. 48. 48, champ. 48 <laughs> brought to you by DraftKings. This episode is dra- uh, dropping tomorrow, May 24th. Um, and yeah, and we'll see punks on Tuesday for a live yeah. episode, which drops on Thursday. There you go. How Thanks so much you? for watching, guys. Don't forget promo code THPN with DraftKings. Savor this episode because Elijah uh we'll be back next episode so yes. you guys enjoyed your time away from him because yeah. i know it too oh harder baby